Mai. Welcome to the Maxim Institute podcast. My name is Alapasita Bomelile. I am a researcher here at Maxim Institute and this is our weekly short form podcast. These podcasts are released in tandem with our weekly column and are a chance for you to hear in depth from the column's author about some of the thinking that went into producing their final piece. Today we talk to the wonderful Maxim Communications Manager, Jason Hill, about his recent column. Jason, your recent column uh, is on the hidden dangers of safety. You've got two words that are in there yeah. that often go together, danger yeah. and safety. Yeah, isn't I thought safety, that was a bit clever. You isn't know. safety a good thing? <laughs> it is. It is a good thing. Um, you know, being safe is a, is a good thing. I think the issue comes well when we elevate safety above everything else, mm. where safety becomes almost like a, a sacred value in many ways that mm. you can't endanger safety and you kind of go from being safe to um this this term that was coined safetyism Mm-mm. which um there's actually a definition in my column uh, a culture where people are unwilling to make trade-offs demanded by practical and moral concerns mm. so um an example of that might be um, over the years we've kind of heard of the helicopter parent or the cotton wool. It's this lawnmower now. Yeah, oh, yeah. what's the lawnmower parent? The lawnmower parents are like they will just mow all the barriers. Oh, the there you go. Because they were barriers that they had. Oh, yeah. Up. So something like that, yeah, where there's nothing in the way yes. and nothing will, nothing will obstruct and there's no risk. Yeah, yeah. And so, so you can... Safe. Yeah, and and that's kind of this idea of safetyism right. as you just make sure that nothing is going to... And parenting is the place you do it because you love your kids and you want them to have a good life sure. and you want to maybe help them to avoid some of the suffering that you went through. So you, you do that, but it can elevate itself to a sacred value where safety above everything else. Right, and not necessarily making way or leeway for the trade-offs of that. Exactly, and I think part of it is, I mean... Classic example, Road to Zero campaign, yes. where we have this um, massive campaign to get the death toll, but not only the death toll, but our injury toll on our roads mm. to zero mm. in one year. Um, currently, I think it's around 296 deaths on our road, which mm. is not a good stat for a 5 million person nation, um, you know. And so, but to get that down to zero, there's a lot of trade-offs that mm. you'd have to make in order to have no accidents sure. i mean i think about the fact that are you going to stop people driving when the driving conditions are dangerous mm. um, are you going to bring the speed limit way down are you, mm. how impractical are we going to make it um, so there's a lot of trade-offs that yeah. you you could make in the name of safety right like here's this this goal of zero deaths what are we willing to do to get to that? And that's kind of this idea of safetyism at right. work. Yeah. Gotcha. Obviously, safety and risk go hand in hand. Yes. Um, in some ways, similarly to how our immune system needs germs. Yeah. To strengthen itself. That's right. I yeah. always sort of think of risk in that in that manner. Yeah, because I think yeah. part of life and 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 living and enjoying life, there has right. to be a little bit of risk that's there, right? right? I sure. mean, I think about. Like the Sky Tower, people go up the Sky Tower and they stand on those glass floor yes. where you can look down and you can you know that it's like safe. this you know it's like yeah you know it's safe. There's <laughs> there's all these um, 
all these safeguards around yes. it to make sure that it is safe. But you still look, you stand there and you look down and you go, I'm going to fall. Or, you know, and the kids jump up and down on you like, stop jumping on the thing because it might crack, even though it's it's been tested and it's safe. There's this bit of risk that gives a flavor to life. Mm-hmm. Or bungee jumping off the Harbour Bridge in Auckland. You yeah. know, you you jump off, even though there's safeguards and, yeah. you know, you know you're not going to fall into the water yeah you still jump off and there's this excitement there's this um kind of it adds a spice the thrill yeah yeah, to to life yeah so risk can be a good thing yeah yeah Yeah. i think risk provides us it it also propels i think creativity and things Mm. like that when you see oh something's a bit risky what can i do to make it enjoyable but not at the cost of actually the experience itself yeah absolutely Yeah. yeah I like that you end with uh, talking about how inevitably that things can are out of our control, yeah, um, and that that unexpected can happen and risk is real, yeah. But that shouldn't be uh, that shouldn't distort us from who we are. Yeah, I think part of that is the only thing that's inevitable about accidents is that they're going to happen. Sure. They're inevitable in that sense. Um, accidents will happen, and we don't know. And so if we spend all our time worrying about the future mm-hmm. and worrying about what might happen and trying to mitigate risk, we forget to live our lives now. In yeah, and we forget that, like, if you look back at the newspaper headlines in the week leading up to September 11, for example, mm. you know, that horrible, tragic event where um, thousands of people lost their lives, no one was thinking about it. There was no indication on any of the radar that things were heating up between terrorists and the United States or the Taliban were doing anything out of the ordinary Mm. or Al-Qaeda or any of that. And it just happened. Um, I think one of the headlines was about a guy who cheated on who wants to be a millionaire because he was coughing or something like that, you know? So um, if we spend too much time focusing on the risk, we forget to live in the moment. Yeah, that's right. Too focused on the future, you miss the present. That's right. Well, thanks, Jason, for a refreshing take on, um, or a reminder, actually, of to be present, live not live wisely for yes, today, that's but prepare right. for the future. Yeah, Thank thanks you. a lot. And now, let's hear from Jason as he reads his column. How safe are we in Aotearoa, New Zealand? Pretty safe, you might answer. Maybe you're concerned about rising crime rates. Perhaps you're worried about the continued cost of living crisis. Increasing gang membership and activity, with an average of three gun crimes reported daily, isn't a good sign. Nor is the coming COVID wave and what it might mean for your back pocket. Maybe a better question is, how safe should you feel? An interesting phenomenon was observed during the 2020 COVID lockdowns. It had been noted before, but was on full display then. A term coined in 2018 was used to describe it. Safetyism. A culture where people are unwilling to make trade-offs demanded by practical and moral concerns. We have made safety our sacred value. The goal we pursue and desire above anything else. We might argue it was only COVID lockdowns, the protective measures and the vaccination program that indicated this. But there are other examples. The road to zero is one. Here is a campaign to reduce injuries and deaths on our country's roads to zero. That is, 
no serious injuries or death at all on our roads. A noble-sounding goal in a year with currently 296 road deaths. But this sort of plan has a cost. What are we prepared to pay for zero death or injury on our roads? And really, how achievable is it? Interestingly, it's a policy plank shared with New York City, which also claims their road toll of around 200 is unacceptable. Now, this is not to say that safety isn't important. For society to flourish, there needs to be a basic level of trust and safety. Take the spike in ram raids. We want to be kept safe from people who would harm us and take our stuff. Let's keep in mind the importance of civility in all this. Polls say we are more divided now than we've ever been, and some commentators have noted that the step from safetyism to vindictive protectionism, which is the punishment of those we see as obstructing our goal of safety. Of course, we cannot predict what might happen in the future. Look around the world. There's the ongoing conflict in Ukraine and how it might escalate. Economic and political turmoil in the UK, our seventh most significant trading partner. There's also the indication that China might invade Taiwan this year. In the days leading up to the terror attacks on September 11, 2001, the headlines of papers around the world showed no indication that anyone knew what was going to happen. They included reporting about England's soccer teams beating Germany 5-1, the winner of Big Brother, and the scandal of Charles Ingram cheating to win £1 million. In the end, it's inevitable that there are things out of our control. The unexpected can happen, and risk is real. Let's not allow that risk to distort who we are. Thanks for listening to the Maxim Institute podcast. If you'd like to hear more from us and keep up with the rest of our research and analysis of politics and policy in New Zealand, you can sign up on the homepage of our website to get our monthly forum email and invitations to future Maxim Institute events. You can search and subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher or wherever you get your podcasts. From the team here at Maxim Institute, ma te wa. Goodbye for now.